to Abnormal Japan, a podcast based in Tokyo. We share all about our life in Japan while diving into abnormal topics. You can find our episodes on all major platforms as well as Podbean, YouTube, and Spoon Radio. Stay updated by following Abnormal Japan on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Check out the blog site for more topic context. All the links will be in the description. Hey everyone, thanks for joining us on our first episode of the Abnormal Podcast. My name is Brie, an Afro Latina American from Houston, Texas. My pronouns are she, her, and I'm a content creator and a kick ass housewife. I'm here with my partner. Oh, that's me, Ashish. Hey, what's up? Uh, I'm Ashish, a South Asian American from Denver, Colorado, uh, but you know, Houston for life. My pronouns are he, they, and I am an English teacher and writer. Awesome. So that's a little introduction of who we are. You'll get to know us throughout this series. Mm, for sure. All right. So the introduction of today's episode, Ooh. right? We're going to be going into detail about our experience living in Houston, Texas Houston. versus Tokyo, Japan. Right. Like the differences, the moving process, and mm-hmm. the adjustment. Because that is a whole thing. Right. All right. So why did we move to Tokyo? Right. So, um, long story short, uh, I got a job and we were like, it's Tokyo, Japan, like, let's go. Mm. Uh, but no, I actually came here on the Japan Exchange Teaching Program or the JET Program, mm. where essentially the Japanese government, like the national government, has a program where they reach out to other countries and hire um, English teachers directly through the board of education so mm-hmm. what they do is you know they go to like a whole bunch of countries all around the world mm-hmm. and they try to hire alts or assistant language teachers which is what i do like i said i'm an english teacher so you know i work at a high school and yeah yeah that's it they were like hey we have a job do you want to come and i was like give me a sec we talked about <laughs> yeah, it yeah we and talked about like, it yeah let's let's go yeah and we also were like we had a desire to change location like for sure we were living in texas for like a while like for me all my life right but we were just we just finished university mm-hmm. and we've been there for like six years in that town yeah six years and geez we were like we need to move and we mm-hmm. were actually going to move to austin texas before right. you know you got the call about moving to japan and we we're like you know what Let's just do it. Right. And when we say Houston, it's not just like Metro Houston. Like, mm. you know, we were like in the outskirts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were in the whole like Texas, <laughs> for anybody who's from Texas. Y'all know how big Houston is. Y'all know what still falls under Houston. So exactly. Yeah, no matter where you go, it's still very similar. So like mm-hmm. Japan was a, a real switch up in terms of like what we're experiencing. Yeah. And it's not like Japan hasn't been on our radar ever. Like mm-hmm. we've always kind of like dived into japan culture mm-hmm. like when we were younger and when we were teens right, right. so i mean we were kind of losing interest around this time period but like we still were like no nah, we should go to japan like, yeah like if mm-hmm. the chance comes um we just saw it and took it and we're like this mm-hmm. could be great exactly. and we'll let you know how it goes exactly. as we're going along mm-hmm. <laughs> and if you have any questions about how it is to be a jet ALT and a jet spouse Mm because that's what I am I came as a jet spouse we can do a whole episode on that so just send us an email or leave us a comment Mm -hmm. and Um, also google is your mm -hmm. best friend if y'all have questions you know hit google and if there's not information or if you want to hear our stories let us know 
Exactly. All right. So let's talk about the differences of both cities. Mm-hmm. All right. So they're both major cities, but Houston has a whole different situation than <laughs> yeah, Tokyo. Yeah, yeah. So what is the first difference you can think of when you think of Houston? When I think of Houston, I think of like Heartland, like Texas Heartland. It's very hmm. like uh it's not super central to Texas, but it's close enough to the center where it feels like, you know, it's kind of the beating heart. Like, a lot of okay. stuff happens in Houston. It's very, like, expansive. There's a lot going on. Yeah. Like, I cannot mm-hmm. underestimate that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, that's what I think of Houston. It's definitely very diverse. Like, there's True. so many different cultures and languages mm-hmm. and people. Like, if you don't even have to travel the world, I feel like, when you're in Houston because you can literally meet all kinds of people oh for sure exactly and um something that we both notice is that like the space for sure like what was it mm -hmm. i was saying like like tokyo is like watching a vid like a vertical video right Mm. like it's very narrow and that's like kind of japan in general but tokyo seems to be like kind of narrow in terms of like space or like you know Mm. buildings or whatever and like houston to me feels like you know you're watching video like widescreen like you you turn your phone Mm -hmm. sideways it's like whoa yeah i mean they call it texas plains Uh, for a reason i mean you know houston has a lot of like buildings so you can't really see that the it's (laughs) plain like you know it's flat but yeah texas is very wide Mm -hmm. like even just to get to a different city is like almost like two hours sometimes so yeah it's a drive exactly all right, well, that's something that we notice about a difference in Houston, but mm-hmm. something about Tokyo. Mm. So I'll start. Go. Okay. <laughs> it's okay. Um, it's very homogenous. Right. It's a homogenous race, so it's a lot of Japanese people. Mm-hmm. Duh. Like, you're in Japan, but, like, seriously, it is something that you really, truly realize when you land here mm-hmm. because you're like, oh, wow, like, I'm different. Right. So mm-hmm. you said you lived in Texas, like, your whole life, right? Exactly. So what was your initial kind of impression when you, like, touched down, got off the plane? Mm-hmm. Like, what was your, like, what were your thoughts? Well, I just, like, landed and I was like, wow, there's a lot of, like, like Japanese people and Asian mm-hmm. people in general. So right. I was like, this is different. It wasn't a bad thing. I was just like oh, okay, so I'm used to seeing all walks of life, but here was definitely, like, you know, it was homogenous. Yeah. You know, essentially. Right. Um, But, yeah, also something else that I realized is that it's a very conservative culture. So, Mm. like, coming from Houston, people wear all kinds of different clothes, Mm -hmm. all different colors, hairstyles, Mm -hmm. everything. And here I felt like everyone kind of dressed similar yeah you know there's kind of like a work outfit vibe and like a chill vibe Mm -hmm. but it's all kind of the same thing yeah you know Um, there's Mm -hmm. like definitely not outfits but like i would say there's like um what what is it called like styles or like looks i guess Mm -hmm. like there's a oh i work in an office look or like oh i'm a teacher look or like you know oh i'm off look or like oh i'm going shopping look like i'm going to like a bar right exactly right, right. And there's like looks that mm-hmm. people will kind of like they'll do their own thing clearly, yeah and if it's like, like yeah. monday through friday there's definitely like everyone's in work clothes oh my god everyone's suited up and then like on saturday and sunday it's like a whole different vibe like everyone's in casual clothes but like i said it's very conservative 
in Japan, even mm-hmm. in Tokyo, I would say. Like, yeah. and I know people have this vision of like Tokyo is so like eccentric and weird. That's definitely like Harajuku, mm-hmm. not all of Tokyo or even yeah. all of Japan. Like, and Harajuku mm-hmm. is pretty big. Like, I wasn't expecting that. I like, mean, it's it's big, but it's not that big. I'm, yeah, I was expecting it to be like a small it's like a area. <laughs> it's like a street, and then there's like a couple other streets, and like yeah. it. If you want to see, like, oh, Tokyo fashion, like, go to Harajuku, spend, mm. like, a couple hours walking around. That's where, like, all the, like, uniqueness is. Exactly. But most everywhere else is, like, it's looks. Like, oh, this yeah, is my work exactly. look. This is my, mm-hmm. you know, casual look. Like, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. It's interesting. It's not as eccentric as you um, see, like, in animes or, like, descriptions. And it's, yeah, it's different. But, I mean... <laughs> Nah, so that's anime. something that I had to get kind of used to was like, oh, wow. Like, I feel like I was not only stick out by myself, but also like my clothes true, stick out. True, true, true. All right. So let's talk about some pros of each city. All right, let's go. So let's start up with Houston again. All right. Mm-hmm. So what's something that you miss? And it's also like a huge pro about living in Houston, Texas. For me, mm-hmm. I would say the food. Um, mm-hmm. Like... Y'all, if y'all know me, y'all know how much I love food. Like, mm-hmm. it is a cornerstone so of, like, my personality. Like, like my YouTube is practically all food stuff. Um, mm. I love it because there's so much diversity of choice. And, like, mm-hmm. it's in a good spot on the planet to where, like, it grows a lot of stuff. And then it imports a lot of stuff. And, like, Houston oh, yeah. is a port city. So, like, yeah, there's so much. Like, there's so much, so much, so much to try. Mm-hmm. And, like... You can go to so many different restaurants. I'm getting hyped. Or like just food about it. trucks, like oh my God, yes. little markets. So that's definitely a good pro. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I would say the liveliness of it. So mm. like people are usually just so excited. Mm-hmm. They're like on the go and like they say hi to you. It's like, hey, what's yeah. up? How's it going? It's a very southern thing as well. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. also like the individuality. Like unlike Japan, like people in houston like have their own style yeah like it's like their own and and, like it also you can see it as a culture thing like america is very individualistic and japan is very collectivist so it makes sense i'm not saying that people in japan don't have their individual style like there's definitely those people but Mm -hmm. as a whole houston wins on that part yeah i think in japan um in particular people try to like fit into molds of certain things but fit into it in their own way Mm -hmm. so like with the looks like you can have an office look but you can make it your own um that's true Mm -hmm. with houston it's more so like well like in the states in general but like with houston in particular i've noticed that people kind of will exemplify their personality through their style that's the main thing and And sometimes that helps you like even in your jobs or like school like the more you stick out the Mm -hmm. more like opportunities you can get because they're like hey you you stick out right i see there's something about you Mm -hmm. um here it's more so like what can you bring to the table in terms of like how well you work for the overall picture so Mm. it it is a very like collective kind of thing even with like fashion and stuff so I know what you mean. Yeah. And like, okay, this is kind of like a side note when it comes to clothing, but I miss the whole like, okay, if you wanted to go to Walmart, right? shout out for people oh. who know Walmart. I'm, if you're from America, you know, or the States. Yeah. And you could literally go in like PJs mm-hmm. or like sweats and sports clothes, mm-hmm. just like Leisure. real chill, like lazy yeah. vibe clothes. You can go, no one's really going to bat an eye. 
if you do that here, people are going to probably look at you. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, there is some weirdness about it. Because it's like, mm. why are you looking at me? Like, I'm just chilling. I know. Because sometimes I feel like people just dress up just to go to the market. And you're just like, yeah. okay. But that's something I kind of miss. I mean, you can definitely still do it. But, mm. you know, it's it's different. You know, it's totally different. All right. So let's talk about some pros about Tokyo. Because Tokyo mm-hmm. is still pretty awesome. Right. Um. Before moving here, I was super hyped about, like, uh, Japan toilets. I remember, like, yeah. I was super hyped about it. It's like, oh, you, you know, flush the toilet and wash your hands in the same sink. That's cool. But my pro has changed. Okay. It used to be toilets. Um, because I realized <laughs> when you're flushing, you have, like, a time limit to wash your hands. Oh, my So that kind of stresses yeah. me out a little you're bit. You're just like, ah, and technically it's not long enough right. for, like, proper hand washing. I mean, that's just, like, germaphobe it, me. But it, it freaks yeah. me out a little bit. So I was super hype about that before. Mm. Now my pros are 100% transportation. Okay, Hot yeah. Hands down. Hands down. Yeah, you definitely do not need a car in Japan. Mm-hmm. Like, maybe in certain parts yeah but since we're talking about tokyo because that's where we live you definitely do not need a car there's trains buses you Mm -hmm. can bike you can walk we'll get into the whole transportation part but that is a good pro Mm -hmm. um all right what's your pro with okay i'm gonna add on something about the toilets okay because i've heard about these toilets since forever about japan (laughs) a lot of it for me too yeah they're like oh my gosh they have really fancy toilets Mm -hmm. and i'm like what's so fancy about a bidet no there's like a whole remote like and this is even in public toilets and mm-hmm. that may sound gross but like they keep those toilets really clean yeah that's and true. so it's like a whole remote you can change the water pressure the heat of the seat mm-hmm. you can you know choose where the spray goes like it's a whole thing mm-hmm. and they have like a little noisemaker if you're a little nervous yeah like, like it'll play like a little waterfall or something mm-hmm. if you're nervous yeah like, exactly so that is really cool um something that is something i guess something that we really enjoy Mm. and something that we choose when we like move locations is nature oh so tokyo does have a lot of concrete it's very city but Mm -hmm. we do live a little bit outside central Mm -hmm. so there is a mountainous side and japan's still an island so there's a lot of nature Mm -hmm. and i like how they respect nature like there's a lot of parks there's a yeah, lot of everywhere. like riversides. Everywhere. Exactly. So you still have that modern city vibe, but you can still enjoy nature everywhere you go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we are like we are kind of outskirts Tokyo, but um it's definitely like nature vibes. And even yes. in the major city, you can see like there's parks and there's like office spaces with greenery, mm-hmm. buildings will have greenery, um vines are creeping over onto the trail yard on the what are they called the train yards like it's oh, super yeah. like it's very unique i think mm-hmm. because they do respect nature and a lot of the architecture and the city planning kind of um reflects that like a lot of the buildings and parks and like it's super cool if you're into that kind of thing like mm, if you're into seeing true. like where the parks are and where the rivers are and like all that like it's yeah. super dope and i think it's because you really do experience the four seasons in japan mm-hmm. so like I've noticed like there's certain sections of nature here that's like this is where you want to go for fall this Mm, is where mm -hmm. you want to go for spring and it's really amazing so definitely they do respect nature while still becoming more and more modern Mm -hmm. yeah so all right so I know a lot of people want to know about the cons 
All right, so let's talk about the cons of Houston, just because like that's where we came from, you know. But Houston is very crowded. Like, yeah, it's just crowded. There's a lot of people. I think it's like the third largest city in the states right now. Right, and it also covers a lot of ground, and it's still crowded. (laughs) It's still crowded because, unlike Japan, it's mainly just cars. Mm -hmm. Like. Ain't nobody walking unless you really, really, really need to. Mm-hmm. You need to have a car. There's some buses, but that's mostly in central Houston. Yeah, buses actually don't go out that f- in, Well, they do, but there's like routes. Yeah. Like you can't just get a and bus And then it's anywhere. like, yeah, one person per car. So just imagine. So it gets pretty crowded. So I would right. say that's kind of a con because it's like. Oh, for mm. everybody who's like not a Texan, yeah, we don't ride horses. Like that's not a thing. No, <laughs> like I some mean, people do. Yeah, if you have like a ranch or yeah. something, or but... if you have like a pet horse or like you work on a ranch or something, <laughs> like that 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 does happen. But people don't like ride horses everywhere. No, like that's that not a... that would, I think that would be even more of a mess. That'd be dangerous. Dangerous. Like... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I wouldn't trust people with horses. People do drive like they're riding horses. Yeah, that's true. But like we don't ride. No, no, no. It's not like that. <laughs> Just, I had to clarify yeah. that there because I realized, wait, people mm-hmm. outside of Texas might be listening to this. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, driving is necessary. Mm. Just adding that on to the crowdedness. Like, things are so far. Driving mm-hmm. is necessary. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. Driving is a... Uh, it's interesting because Houston is primarily, like, highways. There's mm. a lot of, like, roads that are, like six plus lanes Mm -hmm. and so there's that and then there's also like i understand people have like differing views on like the whole police situation Mm -hmm. but there are a lot of police so like you know Mm -hmm. feel how you will about that but you're probably going to see one every couple of minutes because there's a lot of road to be patrolled and there's a lot of people right Mm -hmm. and so that is an issue but yeah, you know. if you if you pay attention to the U.S. news, uh, you know there's issues. Because in Japan, like, uh, the police are in their little station and yeah. they don't really come out. That's so true. you don't really see police here. Mm-hmm. So th- that's why, I w- yeah, we would say police is definitely like... Like, there's definitely a presence. Like, you yeah. see them visibly. I would consider it kind of a con Me because too. of the recent news. But, um, Again, yeah. I-, I know people feel differently about mm. it, like on both sides of the fence but again you're gonna see them regardless Mm. like they're everywhere (laughs) it's it's pretty bananas yeah and then okay so with tokyo there are some there are some cons i can literally make like a list of like a hundred plus things but let's just keep (laughs) it simple okay and no hate to japan i love y'all japan but there are some things that I thought y'all would be like, and y'all weren't that, and that's <laughs> fine. It's probably not even your fault, but these are cons of my list. Right. Um, plastic. Okay. Like, I know y'all love nature, but wrapping every little thing in plastic and then putting it in a plastic bag and then putting that in a plastic bag is not going to help the earth. It's a little weird like it's it's really it's really it's really something so if we weren't like all about reusable bags and like reusable produce bags Mm -hmm. we would be coming home with like pounds of plastic when we go shopping Mm -hmm. it's it's wild too because like you'll see meat in styrofoam wrapped in plastic which then when you're bagging it you have to bag it yourself but like 
when you bag it or if they do it for you they'll wrap that in plastic and then if you don't have your own bags they'll give you another plastic bag and charge mm-hmm. you like two three yen for it exactly. so like it's or wild. like if you go to the bakery they wrap each little bakery item mm-hmm. in plastic and then right, they'll put right, that right. in a plastic bag in another plastic bag and you're yeah. just and like, then they'll tape it like and then they'll tape it yeah exactly <laughs> so i would definitely say plastic is a problem because a lot of uh, produce at markets are filled like not filled sorry covered in plastic mm-hmm. so uh, and then sometimes like you know if you want to get like mayo i've seen like mm. mayo also like the container wrapped in plastic or like ketchup bottles yeah wrapped in plastic and you're just like why yeah like a air bubble bag of plastic and you're just like i mean the container (laughs) protects the ketchup (laughs) it's a very strange phenomenon so yeah that would be one con for me what about you let's see um i think for me it would be some things right Mm -hmm. okay uh i know a lot of people think japan is like a super high-tech place it is in certain areas Mm -hmm. so i think and this is really more of a Tokyo thing, I want to say. But Japan is a really good job of, you know, widespread high-tech stuff, right? So, mm-hmm. like, things like uh, Line Messenger, which is, if you know what it is, it's kind of like WhatsApp or WeChat. It's like a thing. Okay, But yeah. you can pay for certain things in certain stores with Line on your phone. Mm-hmm. So you can use that. Um, you have Suica or, like ic cards like which is like nfc paying so Mm. you just reload a card and it's like a subway pass but you can use it on the bus you can use Mm -hmm. it for taxis you can use it for trains you can use it at the convenience stores like it's like an nfc payment thing that pretty much you can use anywhere and then you can use like pay with your phone and then like you know apple pay and like a lot of things are really widespread so like they do a good job of kind of socializing a lot of you know tech but that Mm that doesn't trickle down to like every day so like in my workplace (laughs) we use so much paper and like Uh, bureaucracy and papers like i know a lot of people if you go on like alt japan twitter or whatever people talk Mm. about like faxing paperwork it's like yeah fax is still scanning i can't take a photo and email Mm -mm. it to you like wow usb what (laughs) You cannot use USBs at work. And I understand it's like a potential security thing, but like... Definitely, it's not as advanced in technology as I would think Mm -hmm. Japan would be. So like you were saying, there's really cool um, IC card situations where it's very convenient. Toilets. Toilets. But then when it comes to online banking... Oh, that's... Or like you know automatic bill pay yeah and like you have to have like a cash card like we'll go in depth about the whole bank situation Mm -hmm. and money situation but um tech wise it's not as advanced yeah exactly (laughs) like you don't see robots just like walking around like that's no 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 i mean like in little shops where they're like oh cool look at our robot you're like Mm -hmm. oh and you can like put it on your instagram and be like hey look there's a robot but it's definitely like not all of japan it's definitely like decorative it's not functional like a lot of high-tech stuff is pretty functional Mm. and it's widespread but it's not like it's Mm. not like what you think yeah um you got anything else yeah so i'm gonna like merge these two so i would say okay we all know japan has a high elder population if right. you don't know look it up now you know <laughs> now you know 
And I love elders. Uh-huh. They're sweet, you know. Not all of them, but you know, the majority of them are sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, but with that comes a very conformist culture and a very mm-hmm. traditionalist vibe. And that's okay. But when you're coming from the States where things are a little bit more progressive and mm-hmm. or you know, welcoming in general. Welcoming yeah. and like it's wow. more youthful, I feel like. When you come here, it feels very conservative. You're like, mm-hmm. oh, like I feel like I'm an adult here. Like I can't be joking around. Yeah. Yeah. On one hand, mm-hmm. it's cool because like there are elements of like tradition and culture and like, you know, keeping that alive. Like that's cool. Yeah. But then at the same time, it makes it feel like, you know, you kind of have to be like more grown. You got to yeah. be more of an adult. And I'm like, yeah and i don't like feeling like a rebel just for being like basic normal like yeah because i'm not that eccentric like i have eccentric ideas and i like you know i mean we have eccentric sides but i'm not like eccentric outwardly Mm. but sometimes just even being normal or whatever just like basic american i feel kind of you know like i feel like a rebel like i'm like i shouldn't feel like this yeah Yeah. and i know we live kind of like in the outskirts Mm. or whatever like there just happened to be mm. a high population of elders in our area. But like That's true. Yeah, but even if you go into like central or like, you know, the Bay Area mm. or like, you know, the other side of the bay, like you see a lot of you see a lot of old people and mm. that's just the fact of it. Like Yeah. So I would say that's kind of a con because mm-hmm. I'm more used to like a balanced population of mm-hmm. like, you know, the youth and like um like young adults adults and like elders Mm -hmm. here it's like okay there's a lot of elders but yeah it's noticeable exactly Uh, we'll share some more cons in the future but those are just basic we're gonna you know lightweight stuff and we can go more in depth in the future i actually read a meme Mm -hmm. uh from my boy stowe i'm gonna give him shout out big stowe on twitter he does music management um yeah music journalism all that but he posted a meme on instagram he's like oh uh, retirement homes in like 2030 are just going to be a bunch of old people playing super smash with the office on replay <laughs> and i was like ah, <laughs> retirement that sounds nice <laughs> i know like uh let's see let's see if we can get beyond these 12 years right <laughs> oh my god all right so let's talk about the moving process because right. it sounds all cool that we're in tokyo japan but uh we still had to move overseas right so First, I'm going to talk about how we made the, the decision to move. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Ishish, you mentioned how you got a teaching opportunity. Right. And then we talked about it. We're like, okay, let's do this. Right. And then, you know, we're like, hey, we want to move anyways. So mm-hmm. let's do it. And then we wanted a new experience, mm-hmm. you know, because we were getting... We were getting a little, little tired. A little tired of the same location for like six plus years. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I wanted to ask is what made it a yes for you? Like, hmm. okay, this is why I'm moving, like for sure. Mm. What made it a yes for sure mm. was the fact that it would be a really solid income and experience opportunity at the same time like i know a Mm. lot of places will say like oh come work for with us for like you know Mm. this amount of time and it'll be good experience or you know we can pay you this much but it's only a short amount of time Mm -hmm. um but this position was like hey it's a decent salary position and you get the experience of traveling as well so like it was a really good combination like Mm. the pros 
Well, at least at the time, what I thought were the pros and cons were more balanced in the pro section than the con section. Okay. And like, you know, the pros and cons of teaching in Japan could be a whole other episode, like in itself. Yeah, but, that's true. Um, but at the time, what really sold me on it was like, okay, we can travel, right? Like we can go internationally and it's a solid position to where, you know, it just didn't feel like that was available in the States mm. at the time, or at least in the trajectory that we were going, it would have taken longer. So it was kind of like a detour, but bump up. That's that's honestly what it felt like. Okay, that's cool. For me, I would say I was kind of like losing interest, not going to lie, because mm. post-graduation, it didn't exactly go as I wanted it to go. I think a lot of people can relate in the, you know, post-university bracket of people mm-hmm. um i definitely was kind of lost and i was like you know i did have plans when going like if we were going to move to austin and that could have worked out and i was going to do something different but i still was kind of lost so when you brought up um moving to tokyo i was like you know i'm just gonna do it like i'm just gonna take a risk and i'll find something to do so I think that's what really made it a yes for me was like the complete unknown and just like a, start, a fresh start, you know, that's what really made it a yes for me. That's really brave of you. It's scary. <laughs> it's still kind of scary, not going to lie. And people have a lot of expectations because they're like, wow, what are you going to do over there? And it's mm-hmm. like, sometimes you just can't worry about what people, you know, want to see from you you just gotta do and there's so much here but definitely there's some things that like i have to uh build like some skills so like language skill and like just different things so i can actually like anchor myself here for as long as we're here yeah Yeah. um so after we made the decision to move we had to downsize not so much like we weren't coming from a house we were coming from a studio apartment Mm -hmm. Um, so it wasn't too bad because we used to live like in a two bedroom apartment, but we kind of like, right. Like over the mm. years of university, it was like, okay, yeah. two bed. And then we're like, this is a lot of space. Mm-hmm. We've downsized a little bit. And then the next one, the next one. And then we just came to Japan where like everything's downsized. Yeah. So <laughs> we had to downsize and, um, so we had to figure out what we wanted to donate and what we wanted to take. Cause we decided we're not going to ship anything. Mm. We're only going to bring what fits in our suitcases. Like all the suitcases that we own, that's what's going with us. I think we each brought like two checked yeah, and like a carry on and a backpack. Yeah. That, so that's, that's right. and each of us had that. So like, that's still a lot of luggage, but it's still like, not all of your like life i guess that you right. had like if you had to break down and this is two people if you had to break down like your entire life into four suitcases like think about that That's, i mean some people can do it because there's like some hardcore yeah, minimalist yeah, out there <laughs> like even then like going from a texas apartment to like a japan apartment is very different it's different and yeah. then like just taking it on a plane and stuff so mm-hmm. um just Choosing for more context yeah we came from a 500 square foot mm-hmm. studio apartment now to a like um like 350 square foot Give apartment take, yeah. so they do it a meter squared here so that's like 33 meters squared um it's like a 1dk apartment so what that means is that like there's like a dining room hmm. and there's a kitchen and there's like one extra room. So how yeah. I see it in states terms, it's like a one bedroom apartment. 
Essentially. Essentially is what it is. Yeah. Um, and it's pretty small. And like when I first saw those numbers, like 350 <laughs> square foot, are you kidding me? But Japan is very efficient with their space. And this yeah. actually feels kind of like a big space. It feels mm. more like a 400 square foot apartment. I will say like having been in bigger apartments. True. And seeing how the space is organized, I will say, mm-hmm. you know, U.S. apartments could take a lot of lessons in, like, space management and, like, like navigation for True. sure. Because, like, it doesn't feel as small. Yeah, it doesn't. And, and like I said, everything has its place and all the spaces utilize it really well. Um, so that's really good. So, yeah, we did move from to a smaller place, but we knew, okay, we can't bring everything. We did end up donating a lot because we didn't want to ship big furniture. We're like, we're just going to start over because we don't mm-hmm. know how long we're going to be in Japan. Um, but some things that we did make sure that we brought were some American goodies because I've Ooh. heard there's some things that you can't get here that you should probably bring from your native country. So for us, I would say deodorant was One. something thousand yes i had to stock up on because apparently they their deodorants don't work that well they're not anti-presperant i mean if you follow the whole natural deodorant vibe you'll be fine but it's not natural either so like i'd still bring something for sure sprays Um, like sprays sprays. here are not that great Mm -hmm. like body sprays um yeah and then for all the curly-headed people out there, bring hair supplies mm-hmm. like hair products, styling products, shampoos, conditioners, because it is not a curly-friendly country at mm-hmm. all. Um, so I definitely stocked up on that. Right. And if you are like, I guess if you are larger sizes, mm-hmm. like no shame, do your thing, do you. But definitely bring some clothes because mm-hmm. at first, yeah, at first there mm-hmm. are big and tall stores here. Um, mm-hmm. you kind of have to like search them out. They do exist, yeah. But yeah, like stores in general here do not mm-hmm. cater to larger body frames. Yeah, like whether you're Japanese or not, like sometimes the larger frames can be limited in selection. Exactly. So, yeah, and we do live in Tokyo, so like the, the there are bigger sizes and more mm-hmm. stores here, especially like the online stores. So like if you're like living out in the Inaka, which is like the countryside, you may not have that like same luxury, I guess. So definitely bring some of your own clothes, especially things like uh, pants and work like clothes for sure. Yeah, work clothes, pants, bras. Like definitely, like if you have like a bigger chest area, definitely bring your bras, girl. Um, but yeah. You can always buy online though. There is a lot of shops that do still sell to Japan, but you're gonna pay shipping. Mm-hmm. So like I said, just bring what you need. Yes, and Amazon um dot com and Amazon Japan both offer shipping to Japan. It's just something you want to be aware of because yeah. Yeah. All right. So amongst the whole moving process, there were a right. lot of um legal document prep that we had to do. Yeah. So things like getting original uh, documents, so like you know your social security your birth birth certificate certificate, stuff like that you know you probably have most of those already but if you don't have originals you need to get those true make digital copies yes and actually if you're working for somebody like Mm -hmm. somebody's contracting you to another country they're going to request copies of the original so if your parents have the original or if you have your original in like a a safe or like a bank locker or whatever the case may be wherever you stored them mm-hmm. you're gonna want to get those out and get them in yeah hand. i would have the original a copy of the original and a digital version 1, exactly like a digital meaning like a scanned version 
Um, so we had to do that. We had to make sure we got our visas. Since, you know, he was part of the JET program, right. a lot of these things were kind of de- like dealt with the JET program. So mm-hmm. it was a little bit smoother, but it may be different if you're not coming through that program to mm-hmm. Japan. Yes. Always double check your visas, especially when you're coming to another country. Yes. You don't want to get surprised. You don't want to get deported. Fuck yeah. No, and then no, make no, no, sure no, you no, have no. your passport. Make sure it's not expired. Um, we also had to make sure our apartment lease contract was ready like was ready because we we chose an apartment before we moved here yes um any certificates so like we got married we had to have a marriage certificate Mm -hmm. birth certificates get all that stuff Mm -hmm. Uh, pretty much your whole identity (laughs) just right bring it (laughs) for some things you might even have to get them translated i know for our marriage certificate because the forms are different we Mm -hmm. had to have somebody like translate it word for word yes and then we had to go to the city hall and then make it like legal in the japanese certificate way it was weird but you do what you gotta do so just be prepared to have your marriage certificate like translated um also um make sure your bank accounts are ready to go make sure you set them on travel mode so that they're not like hey why are you purchasing (laughs) things in japan all of a sudden we see these bills coming out from japan they're probably going to like put your account on hold if you don't tell them hey i'm moving here um also if you're into credit cards definitely try to get a travel credit card that doesn't charge you for mm-hmm. international fees if you're into that i would say it's a good backup to bring when you're moving on your own to japan it comes in very clutch because when you come to japan mm-hmm. a lot of bills or a lot of services require a japanese bank mm-hmm. and so if you got to get one of those like if you want to get a japanese phone mm-hmm. number you got to have a bank. Yes. If you want to have automatic bill pay, you got to have a bank. For certain like um, things like internet and stuff like mm-hmm. that, like you have to have a bank. So, you know, getting your like domestic bank stuff or credit card stuff set up beforehand, mm-hmm. super important. That's true. That's very true. Um, and if you have a car back in your native country, you know, sell it or put it somewhere on hold, you cancel the, the family, car insurance. <laughs> yeah, like do all that stuff, cancel your phone bills, like all that legal stuff. And um, make sure you have a permanent address, like mailing address. Mm-hmm. Uh, change that with the post office. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Do all those things. Renew your driver's license because um, if you have to go in person to renew it, you might want to do it before you leave. Right. Nowadays, you can do it online. But it really depends on your state. Right. Just double check for safety because you never want to. Yeah. You don't want to have to take yeah. the whole driver's test again. Like just right, renew like, it right before you if leave. If you're in Houston mm-hmm. and you come home and your driver's license is out of like, it's like expired. expired yeah. And you got to drive and a cop pulls you over and he's like, what the heck, man? Like, yeah. Like what, what the saying. heck? Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. And then also, this is huge. Make sure your phone is unlocked, your cell oh, phone. Yeah. Or buy a new phone and get, make sure it's unlocked so that when you get a new SIM, it could just go in there. Just make sure it's unlocked so you can use it with any service. Right. So when you say unlocked, what does that mean? That means you aren't tied to a service provider. So you're, it's not like an AT&T provider phone or Verizon or, you know, all those phone companies. You want it to be yeah. like i don't know like unlocked yeah and so <laughs> unlocked means you can use it wherever true basically. yeah it's a kind of like global it's it's yeah. universal or Somewhere. international i don't, I don't know, know about universe i don't know yeah. maybe global <laughs> now nah, but like, if you have an at&t phone um <laughs> galaxy oh no. my god that'd be dope mm-hmm. if only 
Okay. But there were some things that we didn't necessarily put importance to. So we would recommend a couple more things to prepare. Mm -hmm. So um, when you move into an apartment, you're going to need furniture. And of course, we knew (laughs) this, but... If you can order furniture ahead of time, get it delivered mm-hmm. for when you arrive. You can schedule the date, the arrival time, all that. Exactly. Just for like super basics, like a bed or a table and chair. Like just like for something because it's going to be empty. Like, duh, you should know that. But like, right. you know, just do, you know, just make sure you do mm-hmm. something about and that. And if you get a furnished house, you know, try to find out what's in it you know yeah that's really rare but like yeah yeah if you go to a share house you want to know like what the equipment is you know like know what you're going into and rentals are super clutch yes exactly and if you're not going to have deliveries like coming in when you move in just know like where to go when you arrive to japan um also just city hall immigration prep you do have to do some things within like the first month that you move here so getting your residence card mm-hmm. your yeah, number that, card you get it when you come in like they won't let you in unless you have a residence exactly. card for work yeah but there's like some other things like making sure you get your health insurance and mm-hmm. all those kind of things right uh if you need a work stamp all that stuff yep, yep, yep. um if you have medicine make sure you figure out the legalities and like Yep. what you can bring how you can resupply mm-hmm. and then, some medicines mm-hmm. are not available to purchase here That's some medicines true. are illegal to import some medicines are banned so like so, know your shit yeah just look it up um and then make sure you have data buy it at the airport mm-hmm. or i know we use mobile not sponsored but mobile i mean mobile if you want to sponsor it, <laughs> like yeah mobile came in clutch um and it can actually be mailed to you in your native country before you move to Japan. So mm-hmm. you can have like a SIM. You can literally put it in, in the a plane when you arrive and then you have data. So just look into that. Uh, we'll put a link down below. We're not sponsored, but well, I don't think we should do that. <laughs> look, Mobile, if you want to sponsor us, we'll update that. All right. All right. We'll see. All right. You know. And we'll then just know we all love internet. <laughs> Y'all are probably on some internet right now listening to us. So look up Wi-Fi companies, internet mm-hmm. companies. Just look it up and maybe have like an appointment set up for the first week that you're there. Because it's going to be a process. Yes. And also like we were talking about with the high tech, um, you know, not everything is great. So mm. it depends like look into your internet if y'all want us to do an internet episode because we actually recently switched true to super fast internet super fast like, and it wasn't even like it much more expensive it was like yeah. the same price all right y'all quick plug i do stuff on youtube story style s-t-r-y-s-t-y-l when i would upload a five minute video or a seven minute mm-hmm. video it would take me like two-ish hours y'all i uploaded a 20 minute 1080p mm-hmm. video in like seven minutes Oh, with the old internet? No, with the new one. Oh. It was like two mm-hmm. to like two hours, give okay. or take. Oh, right? with the old one. With the okay, old internet. Okay, that's a difference. And I did a 20-minute video. My latest video was 20 minutes. Mm. Or one of my latest videos was 20 minutes. It was done in under 10 minutes. Mm. It was done. So like Wi-Fi is super important. Look it up. If y'all want us to do an episode, let mm. us know. Yeah, for sure. We know a lot about internet because <laughs> we just went through that. So, okay, some extra tips before we move on how we adjusted to the foreign country. So, know who's reliable back at home. Like, have connections in your native country. Because if you need help, 
like you need to know who to go to because some people who move here y'all are on your own like we're different because you know we're married we came in two so we have each other but still it's very important to know who you can call when some things go down be honest when you're uh, before you leave be like hey can you be like reliable for me if something happens like be honest if you need help like if maybe you need help like shipping some items in mm-hmm. the future or right before you go emergency financial backup exactly something. like i mean of course you should be financially secure like you should do your best to like right. make sure that you can you know supply yourself <laughs> but you know sometimes we need help so definitely see who can be that person for you right and you know always do an exchange like if someone helps you out help them out you know right that whole thing yeah these are what i like to call deep ties mm-hmm. so you want to know who you have deep ties with like if you're exactly. moving and you want to change your address mm-hmm. but you don't want to open a p.o box or if you need somebody to check your P.O. box or if you want to use your family's address as mm-hmm. a permanent address, that's a deep tie right there. If you it's true. like we have friends that we chat with pretty much on the daily, mm. that's a, a connection back to the States. You know, mm-hmm. that's a deep tie. Like you want to you want to have these connections, especially if you're moving somewhere, mm. because I don't think a lot of people or maybe I don't think enough people talk about the mental strain of moving to a different country where you have to then create your own new circles exactly you know what i mean so like those those are super super important yeah so make sure you have those in mind mm-hmm. um all right so when we flew to japan we flew separately yeah yeah like you came a week before me and i came a week after so what was your individual experience when you first landed just like hmm. basic So I know I mentioned this earlier, but I came with the Japan Exchange Mm. teaching program. So as an exchange, what they do is they bring you here Mm. like, um, you know, I got flewed out. You got flewed out. I did. Uh, Met up Mm. with some of the other people that uh, Mm -hmm. came at the same time as me, not necessarily Mm -hmm. from the same place. And we had like an orientation um, and we signed our, Mm. no, we had an orientation, right? And then we signed our things and then we went to our separate places. We dispersed. So Mm -hmm. it was very structured in a sense. Okay. So we had a three-day orientation and it was like, when I got there, it was just go, 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 go. Like, Mm -hmm. so I got on the plane and landed. Mm -hmm. And after meeting with the people, it was pretty much like presentation, information, presentation, information. So like for me, getting out to Japan was like okay, I have to, like, hyper-focus on every moment. I have to learn how to do this train stuff. I have to learn what a suika is. Yeah, definitely, like, I could see your role was, like, you know, getting the apartment, Mm -hmm. making sure to go through the orientation, doing that. Right, like, getting the situation right. Mm -hmm, Yeah, for me, was just making sure to finalize the moving process, so donating final things, Mm -hmm. making sure what we need, like, if you were like, hey, we need this, like, and I got that. Um, And then, honestly, after that, I just got on a plane and i was just like okay let's make it safe it was my first international flight and it was also right before harvey hit houston right so there was a huge possibility that i couldn't even like leave like it was dangerous too because if harvey would have hit while you were in the air 
that's terrible i mean they probably would have shut it down but like literally i was probably one of the last couple of flights that Mm -hmm. left because i remember when you were coming like you Mm -hmm. were in the air Mm -hmm. other teachers saw on the news that harvey was hitting and then they were like hey is your wife okay i was like i don't know she's on the plane i know i was like (laughs) i didn't even know and i was worried for my family because i was like dang like it's hitting houston so that was a whole experience and then once i got to japan i was just kind of like you know when you're like you float like sorry you've been flying so long you feel kind of drunk and you're just like not even thinking about what just happened so it's like jet lag mm -hmm. for me it was just getting used to the new environment so that was just kind of like my experience when i first got here Mm. yeah what would you say is um like if if no if somebody hasn't flown internationally before Mm. do you have any like uh special tips for them uh definitely bring some of your favorite snacks snacks Mm. that you know are tsa approved of course or whatever um like dry snacks bring like a little jacket i don't know anything that makes you feel comfortable and Mm. safe bring that of course don't bring too much i think try to lessen your load because you're gonna be the one carrying it so yeah it's true uh definitely what makes you feel safe and comfortable do that and then honestly just think peaceful thoughts (laughs) all right yeah hope you're enjoying this episode if you'd like to hear us ramble about another topic head over to our instagram and twitter to suggest something or ask us a question subscribe and follow us on all our platforms to stay updated links will be in the description and let's get back to the podcast And we're back. All right. So let's talk about adjusting because mm-hmm. like that was a whole process. Moving mm-hmm. to a foreign country, mm-hmm. moving internationally, adjustment was, it was a thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so let's talk about some initial thoughts that we had from central, like the city to suburbia because we did move to the suburb. I don't know. It's It's definitely like super residential. There's a lot more schools, like you definitely see like the family side of japan yeah you know that side doesn't really get like a lot of promo so exactly. it, it was kind of interesting yeah it was like a little bit more slow paced mm-hmm. and like moral people <laughs> yeah moral more elders definitely yes um because like the airport and the central area was very like bustly you know like everyone's like here there you know like rushing um and it's kind of like party vibes and all that stuff but in Mm, the suburbs it's like oh let's just chill you know let's just go to the market let's go to the mall let's go on a picnic yeah picnics let's go fish let's go to this and so that's something that i definitely saw there's definitely more greenery more nature Mm -hmm. um yeah and definitely more cars because i guess people yeah you know drive out back to the city Mm -hmm. mm-hmm mm-hmm Okay, my initial thoughts were when I first got here, mm-hmm. uh, we were driving from the airport to wherever we were going on a bus. And so I had my head outside the window the whole time. <laughs> and like, nice. yeah, it was real cool. There was some dudes that came up in a Jeep and they were like, oh, hey, I was like, oh, hey, what's up? Like, it was like really <laughs> That's weird. awesome. It was, it was cool. But like, it was super city. Like, yeah. thinking downtown, but like a huge downtown. Mm-hmm. And then when i came out here like uh my teacher took me out here and he was like all right we're gonna get on this train and we're gonna go out and like on the train as we were going i saw like 
less buildings and more trees and there's already a lot of trees in the city so I was yeah like, okay trees trees wow trees wow, river rivers trees, yeah mountains. like i was like am i still in tokyo like what's going I on i know i was like is this technically like the countryside no nah, no it's, it's just like it's like suburbs out, out. Yeah. mountainous and a the lot of mountains though a wow. lot of people do think of city when they think of tokyo and i fell into that trap yeah so when we came out here i was like yeah damn i went yeah. from like texas to like the texas of tokyo like what's going on yeah tokyo is actually pretty big y'all should look it up on a map like there's more than just that little Harajuku Shibuya like that whole area mm-hmm. like because technically it counts as like a state like Tokyo State and then Tokyo yeah. City and like yeah yeah it's bananas yeah um something I also noticed was like okay there was some English mm-hmm. I know a lot of people are like oh my god how did you read or see hey. anything where how did you know where you were yeah, going yeah. um definitely at the airport it's you know multilingual there's english but it's definitely a shock because everything is in japanese here like yeah all the signs everything two years ago Mm. right 2017 Mm -hmm. towards the end even then there was less english than there is now oh yeah so things that help are like google translate you know just kind of get the camera and be like hey what does that say um study (laughs) study japanese uh we okay when we heard about the whole, like, let's go to Tokyo, the whole jet program, we right. had, like, a month and a half. A lot of jets have, like, either, like, a couple months or half year notice. We had a month and a half, so. Yeah. And we didn't even think the whole Japan thing was going to work, so we right. didn't prep. <laughs> so, like, real quick, if you want to hear the jet process, that's a whole different thing. But, mm-hmm. like, essentially, you find out in, like, March or April, if you're going to go in June or July, well, mm-hmm. uh, they didn't tell us anything and then in like june or july they're like hey do you want to come in august and we're like shit yes, yes. Uh, like let's i mean okay, we, we can't miss this opportunity <laughs> like and that was essentially what happened so like we had less time than usual to prepare and it wasn't just one person it's two people exactly so, so yeah. definitely if you can study japanese um google translate like we said mm-hmm. um and just be friendly maybe ask some locals you know that might help yeah honestly maybe have a friend who is bilingual yeah stuff like look that. up uh the company illy i want to say oh yeah the little like uh yeah it looks like a little remote translator you, you remember the old ipod shuffles yeah it kind of looks like it that. looks kind of like that yeah. yeah and it's like oh you say the thing in your native tongue and then it translates to japanese mm-hmm um, I don't know how accurate it is, but I know it's a hit. A mm. lot of people use it. Yeah. And uh, we never got a chance to use it. But yeah. I guess that's good because we just practice like yeah. speaking Yeah. And more. I think as we like, we're living here, it would be kind of like a crutch. Yeah. You know, so I think sure, it's better sure. to like really push yourself to like learn the language and yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, for sure. Um, all right. And then, so what was really different for me was like how much walking there is here. Because mm-hmm. like. I was only driving in Texas. Like, I barely yeah. walked. Like, I parked and then walked to the store, walked back to the car, and then drove. drove. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, I only walked if it was, like, exercise. Yeah. And mm-hmm. another thing is, like, walking is definitely a big part of the culture, but also oh, you yeah. can walk so much. Like, yeah, like I was not expecting mm-hmm. to walk as much as we do now. Yeah, because it's so walk-friendly. Like, there's so... It's more for pedestrians here. So, mm-hmm. like, if you walk or bike there's a lane for you 
And if anything, cars have to get out of the way because yeah. everyone walks in bikes. And, and also yeah. you see things when walking that you would miss if you're driving. For oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. And definitely driving's different here too. You drive on the left. Yes. Yeah. So and like the, ro- the rules are a little bit different. The signs are a little bit different. Yeah. I mean it's a different country. It mm-hmm. makes sense. But definitely if you're into biking and walking, you think you'll really love it in Japan. One thousand percent. I yes. want to get a bike. Yes, so we don't nice. have bikes, actually, because we thought we weren't going to stay here past, like, two yeah. years. That but... could be a story time of, like, how we got to that decision, but we exactly. definitely did not come here being like, oh, yeah, let's chill. <laughs> let's kick it for a little bit. Yeah, we're like, oh, we'll probably be out of here in two years, and now it's the second year, and we're like, mm, we're probably going to be here for another few years. Let's get a bike. <laughs> right. Um, there's also buses and trains, so like mm-hmm. we mentioned with the IC card, you just put money on it, you get on a bus, you tap pay same thing with trains you can literally go like all over japan right and i way. think that uh, the ic cards can hold a maximum of twenty thousand yen which so yeah it's is like give 200 or take 200 bucks yeah yeah exactly so, and it's super cheap exactly. so like you can just mm-hmm. load up like once you get paid and just boop 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 yep and i think that's really cool and it's it makes you very like independent you know you don't need like licenses you just get you do your favorite transportation and you get where you're going there are cars we don't know much that much that much about cars but you can look it up Mm -hmm. and you can definitely get a license here yeah some just even do get licenses yeah that's definitely a different way that people enjoy japan Mm -hmm. Um, i'm sure it's really cool like you can be like the carpooler like taking one to the beach or something like yeah Yeah. like that'd be cool um so something else that's different is um restaurants so there's a lot less fast food chains mm, than mm-hmm. the states, um, but also restaurants, instead of having their own, like, of course, there's restaurants on their own, but, like, usually restaurants are all in, like, one he- tall building of, like, eight floors. Yeah, like a department store or something. Like a mall department store, and you just go in, and, like, you can shop, and then there's usually, like, like a couple of floors where it's just restaurants. Mm-hmm. So that was really different. I was like, whoa. Yeah, Japan is like a weird blend of like, if you want to think about the U.S. and timelines, mm-hmm. it's a blend of like the 50s and then the 80s and 90s. Yeah. In 2019. Like, that's, it's, it's weird, but it works. Yeah. It like, works for them. They, yeah. they find a way to make it work, but it's so interesting because like mm-hmm. the department store thing and like where we live out here, mm-hmm. there's more restaurants like on their own, but like yeah it's, it's like strips of restaurants or like all in one area or it's like, like in an alleyway like yeah yeah um and then there's definitely a lot of markets so mm-hmm. like there's bound to be a food market like walking distance like we walk to get groceries and we mm-hmm. have like i think two or three grocery stores that we can go to nearby true, true. so we have a choice um and then there's like farmers markets type stuff people also like just grow stuff in their lawns like very true more people have farms or gardens as lawns here yeah at mm. least where we live because yeah, we've yeah. seen a bunch of houses in our area that instead of having like grass mm. like they do that some of them have like that japanese like garden aesthetic where oh it's, like, yeah like the zen trees. garden vibe yeah mm. yeah yeah um but usually people are growing some kind of fruit or vegetable exactly but now like it's the same thing not a lot of people have lawns but like if you have land they're probably growing mm-hmm. like produce so i think that's houses really cool. that are like super narrow they'll have like window stuff like yeah that's true that's true it's something but not a lot of lawns not a lot but if there is it's gonna be useful i guess yeah um and then all right so if you're coming to japan make sure you 
get your money exchanged for cash. Yes. Japanese yen. Super important. And because you're going to be using a lot of cash. Like, don't even worry about your debit or credit. Like, those can come in clutch for, like, big items. Yes. But you're going to be using cash for a lot of things. Yeah. So, like we said before, make sure you have Mm -hmm. some kind of cash. Mm -hmm. uh, Not cash. Like, a debit or credit card so you can do stuff. Like, you know, if you need to buy a bed or if you need to buy, like, furniture or whatever. Like, (laughs) most stores will take it. But, yeah. You can literally pay cash anywhere. Anywhere. And if anything, it's just easier. Like, when in doubt, just bring cash. Yeah. Just That's it. Like, you'll yeah. be able to buy just anything with cash. Um, and there is a cash card. So you can store all your cash in there. And then you can just go to ATM and then pull out the money. So you don't right. have to carry, like, thousands of dollars in your... Yes. Yeah, so yeah. banks will give you a cash card. But then you have to pay extra for a debit card. So It's use... weird. Yeah. It's yeah. kind of weird. All right, let's close off this episode with our final thoughts of Tokyo. So how long can you see yourself staying here? Like how much longer? So it's been five. No, I I almost said it's been five years. It's been two years and I can see myself living here for about seven years. Wow. Right. That's and again, that might change. I don't know, you know. The last year was kind of a blur or the last two years was kind of a blur, you know? Yeah, that happens. Yeah. So my personal cap is seven years. Okay. Yeah. All right. What about you? So for me, okay, so this might sound a little weird, but I can see myself staying here for a decade, like including the two years that we're here. Like a whole decade. A whole decade. So I could stay here for another eight years. No problem. Yeah, I kind of like it. It's very convenient. There's some things I'm getting used to, but it's not that bad. And if I stayed that long, I'd probably want to move around Japan because Tokyo is kind of annoying, not going to lie. Right. So if I hit the 10th year and I'm like, you know, I still want to live here. You know, I definitely would move. Okay. That's pretty cool. Do you have any ideas you want to see in the other areas or whatever? Honestly, I would check out the Kansai area. All right, all right. Yeah, yeah. Or even try up north, but like the winters though. So I, <laughs> yeah, I that's, might that's, stick that's to that's the south. Thing. Okay, what's something you're still getting used to? Like you're still mm, not mm. really over it and okay. you're adjusting. There's two things actually. Okay. Number one is I do feel a sense of like being illiterate. I'm in Japanese. By the way, just it has a. I, t- I mean, I teach you wouldn't English be a right teacher. Now. Yeah, so <laughs> if you were illiterate, <laughs> no, I, I'm talking about like reading and writing Japanese. It's very difficult for me. That's always been the case for me when it comes to language learning and acquisition. I've always been able to speak much easier than I've been able to pick up reading mm-hmm. and writing, except for English. I think maybe it's because I learned it all at once. But yeah, like other languages for me, reading and writing is hard. Okay, um, yeah, because you're a polyglot. You know multiple languages. Technically, yeah. Yeah, so um, it makes sense why you can speak Japanese a lot easier than yeah. reading it. All right. Yeah, that's I have cool. another thing, but what's, what is something you aren't used to yet? It's been two years. What do you think? All right, so the language is a big thing, but I'm actually studying and I'm doing better, and reading is not that bad for me. It's speaking, mm. but something that I'm still not used to is the stairs like people staring at me oh and it's not just like oh like they're curious oh my god gaijin 
you know like look at her it's mm. microaggressions it's sometimes kind oh, of angry yeah. looks those have and, a different energy yeah and disgusted looks and that just doesn't make me feel good it's not every single body that stares at me but like it's very common i feel that and that's something i want to get into in future episodes about microaggressions towards like black and brown people like us here and my experience isn't the worst i have heard worse situations there's there's quite a few horror stories but on the individual level like on my everyday that does not feel good Mm. so i'm still not used to it but you know i do cope a lot better i've learned because japan is so different from the states so it's something i'm getting used to and because i do like deal with social anxiety that's Mm. just like amped up in japan yeah and so on that note actually social anxiety is another thing that i'm not used to like People mm. socialize very differently here, like from the States. And they then do. getting used to that, like different body language, that different um, ways of people like hanging out and talking to each other. That is something I'm still not used to. Like, I'm not quite sure where I stand with people sometimes. And okay, that yeah. to me is like it kind of gives me that social anxiety, which I may mm. not have had before. Like, it's kind of that like outsider syndrome where you you don't really know where you fit in in different situations so that's kind of that's one thing that i'm still not used to so that's the second thing like yeah that can be a big thing like i think those two combined like not knowing the language that well yeah. and then social anxiety ooh I those can't are even things imagine, like if i couldn't speak fuck. yeah those are things that we definitely are getting better at and mm. honestly if you're learning how to cope and you have a community or someone to talk to and if you're studying, these things can easily get better. And even if you're about to move to Japan or you want to visit, definitely, you know, make sure you know how to cope with, you know, things that you deal with so that when you come here, it's not like spiked and you're very uncomfortable. For sure. For sure. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, that's it for the first episode. Ooh. Ooh first bye, episode everyone. Done. Bye, y'all. Thanks for listening to the Abnormal Japan podcast. Stay tuned for future content by following us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Support us by leaving us a review, sharing us on your socials, or even joining the Abnormal community on Patreon. Until next time.